Thank you for being here with us today. If, if it's your first time here, we would love to meet you over here in a little side room after the service. You can feel free to come around there. We have some leaders that will be there. Mario and Mandy Caligari uh, will make our way over there, and uh, we would love to meet you after service. Like I said, we're baptizing three more today. Why don't we give, uh, before you do it, let's just talk about who we're going to give this round of applause to, and it's going to be to the baptism team. It is T.J. Hunter, Crystal Lofton, uh, Gloria Cordova. Gloria Cordova, right? Gloria, just raise your hand, wave. She had to wash a lot of towels. Gloria comes up here to the church every day. Every day. She is here every day. This is her family. She has a great family, but her church family, she loves each and every one of you. So when you see her, you give her a hug first and beat her to it because she's trying to give you one first. She loves you very much. But uh, the team did an outstanding job. I texted them uh, the next morning, and I said, wow, I bet that was crazy back there. And they were like, well, after about 7 or 8, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, whatever baptisms, we just started having fun with it. Did anyone see the post on Facebook of the wet footprints on the carpet? And they, Justin took that picture, and he said, this is a picture of revival. It was powerful. It was a lot of fun. I mean, listen, I am glad, happy to say that I had fun at Revival. Because there's been some times in my life where I've been to some revivals, and you've heard the, the drug problem, drug to church. And uh, I remember as a child kind of going, oh, Revival. And sometimes I would get a little frustrated when the preacher would say, we're going to extend this revival another week. <laughs> Listen, I grew up in a time where uh, I was a drummer in our tiny little church in Tyler and started playing the drums at a young age. And we would play songs so long. And it was just... And there's people over there just... No, Listen, we don't need to forget where we came from. So don't get scared if the Holy Ghost decides to fall in a church service right now and somebody starts to do a little bit of this right here. You know, it's okay. It's okay. If you forget everything that you learned and saw in your whole life, Lord bless you because there's some good things that happen. I'm not ever, ever going to discount why I'm here where I'm at now because of all of the other that I went through. So... I remember playing songs so long that I literally would get blisters on my hands. And I want to share just a funny story. It's not in these notes. I don't know how we get. Sometimes I'm wondering, how do I get to a spot in a message? So you're fixing to get a little story. I remember there was a, just a kind of a, I'll just call it a wild service. You know, some people like to get wild for Jesus. And I remember just being so into it. And I've been playing those drums so long, my hands were sweaty. My hands were just a sweating and sweating. And I come around to do a run, and we, we didn't have a drum booth. We weren't all fancy-smancy, okay? We didn't have all the microphones and the perfect sound. And I, my drum set was, we're talking tiny church. And uh, I was like right here. The drum set, which happened to be a great deal for us when we bought it, 
but great deals sometimes don't just look so great because you pay less, maybe you get less. It was a great set of drums, but it was wrapped, the drums were wrapped in the Japanese kamikaze flag. It was a, I bought it from a dude who was a hard rocker, double bass, red and white stripe with the, it was the, uh, the rising sun and uh, lots of cymbals and lots of drums for a guy that was really young and loved the drums. It was like more to bang on the better. There's literally, there's the preacher's pulpit and I'm about right here and I come across and I went and just slung a stick. Saw it hit a young girl somewhere around the midsection like a dart and just went ahead and grabbed another one and kept on going. She's like, woo. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. No, you're, I'm, I, that was me. My bad. The revival was exciting. It was fun. Nobody got hit by drumsticks. We were, it, we were safe. It was a safe time. But I, it was exciting to be in such a, a, a service that got really uh, even more and more exciting at the end of the revival. We had five people scheduled to be baptized, ended up baptizing 24. And I'll just tell you this, church, there, the, the pouring down rain today, uh, I think it did hamper some getting out. But you better watch out. You better start getting here early. You need to start getting here early if you want to get in your perfectly assigned seat because this place is uh, is about to blow up. There was a uh, a reel that was put on Facebook, and this has never happened in, in Covenant Church, but I think that thing's over 4,000 views right now. And I'll tell you why people are clicking on that and watching it. I'm not a big media type guy. I'm not a big Facebook guy. My wife probably is laughing right now. She's like, you get on Facebook all the time. I don't post on Facebook. We don't post on Facebook rarely, rarely. But um, I, I, the, the feeling I get why people are looking at that and they're even clicking on it and watching it is because it says revival. And then as they watch it and they share it and they're like, you got to see this. You got to see this. And and there's just baptisms and baptisms and baptism. And, and people are hungry for a move of God. People are hungry for a change in their life. You know, some, I'll say, are hungry for a move of God. But there's a lot of us that are just selfish in, in, our, in our ways where we say, you know what? I need something for me. <laughs> I need a change in my heart. My marriage is junk. My kids are horrible. My life is a wreck. And I need a change. That's not what I dreamed it would be. Because we've all played the game of life, the real board game of life, and we loved it when we're spinning that, oh, got a nice car, put a little blue man in there, oh, got a, oh, got married, oh, this is exactly how I dreamed it would be, and then just kids, kids, they got, I think they got a spot in those cars for like six kids, did anybody, so, my, my friend Davey, he was, he's working on filling his car up with all the little plastic kids, so, and, and then we, we loved it when we drew that card that said, oh, I live in a mansion. <laughs> your, your little brother, you got the shack. <laughs> You're making $10,000 a year. I'm making a million dollars a year because this, car, this card says I do. And we have some dreams and hopes 
And today I'm going to talk to you here in a minute about having a dream and what we've got to go through to get to that dream. It's important to know that whatever you dreamed as a young child, whatever you have hopes and dreams for for yourself and your family, do not give up. Do not settle in and just say, well, this is just me. This is me for the rest of my life. I am just going to be this. I can be no more. I will be no less, no more. I'm just stuck. I'm here. I'm in the ruts. And I'm not moving. Don't settle in for that here at Covenant Church. You are surrounded by comeback stories and a motto of continually better. How many of you have the continually better shirt on today? Why don't you just join me? We all got the memo. Stand up. Let's show everybody. Come on. Are y'all embarrassed? Okay. There's about five people downstairs. There's like five of them downstairs. I kept running into people that are wearing the same. You didn't stand up and you've got one on. No, she did. Okay. All right. Listen, we're not just wearing the shirt. We're not just putting the bracelet on. We're not just wearing the cap. This is real life. This is Jesus. It's not religion. It's Jesus. He has changed my life. He's changed your life. He's changed your life. He's changed all of our lives. He's doing it. And it is a process. And you know that if you lock into this process, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would just bless my words. Thank you for this message, and we thank you, Lord, for your word. Your word is powerful. We thank you, Lord, that it pricks our heart. We thank you, Lord, that it convicts us and stirs us up. Help it to stir us up today. We are your disciples. We will go out and do the work. We need your strength. We need your power. We ask, God, that you bless this church. I ask that you bless this church and church body's health. Lord, bless the health of this church. Strengthen this body. Protect them and keep them this coming week. Keep them from any harm or danger. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I'm not sure why I prayed that. I've never really prayed that prayer for us as a church body. But just know this. God is keeping his eye on us. He is protecting us. He's watching out for us. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn to Genesis. And uh, I know we've camped out in the Old Testament for quite a while. But we just, for whatever reason, that I don't question God. And um, Genesis chapter 15 and I'm going to read verses 12 through 14. And uh, I'll, let me just share uh, something funny. So if you're, of course, we all know where Genesis is. But if you were trying to find Genesis, you could go to the middle of your Bible. And, uh, well, I can't say that joke right now, Steve. I'm, it's when you have to go to the right. So you want to, if you're in Psalms and you're wanting to go to Acts, you say, go to Psalms. Okay, turn to the right because you don't want to be left out. I ruined it. Steve's looking at me going, you ruined it. I had the perfect opportunity to say that uh, a couple of Sundays ago, and he said, you missed it. I told you about it, and you missed it. So just always remember, don't get left out. We are going to the left from Psalms. Psalms, are Genesis 15, verses 12 through 14. If you have it, say Amen. It's up there. If you have it, say amen. amen. All right, then we all have it. As the sun was setting, Abram fell into a deep sleep, and a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. Then the Lord, man, doesn't that sound just, let's just get motivated today. Praise the Lord. We're going to start off with thick and dreadful darkness. It's going to get better. Came over him. Then the Lord said to him, Know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a country 
not their own, and they will be enslaved and mistreated 400 years. It's not better yet, Pastor. But I will punish the nation they serve as slaves, and afterward they will come out with great possessions. Everybody say, afterward. afterward. But there's some stuff that's going to happen. Let's go uh, quickly to Genesis uh, 37. And we're going to go to 37 and verse 5. Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. So you can read that and you can read this story of Joseph. You read just a few more scriptures down, just a little bit, just a little bit further down. And they hated him some more. And they hated him again. So far, I'm not real motivated and inspired in this message. And um, as I put this together, I, be, I begin to think, Lord, um, how soon in the notes can we start writing down <laughs> something positive? But here is the thing that we have to realize. As we are having our dream and we're pursuing our dream, we have to know that there is some stuff that we are going to go through. The children of Israel, he said, I've got a promise for you. I've got a promise for you. Here's, here's your promise. Here's your promise. And we love to attend services, and we love to be in, in an atmosphere where I'm, I'm pregnant with the promise, the promise of God, the promise. And he was like, hey, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Here's the promise. I promise you, you're going to go through a lot of trouble. <laughs> That's the promise. He, he let them know about what was going to happen, but he said, I will, I promise you, I'm letting you know about the promise. You're going to go through a bunch of stuff. And there's a lot of trouble that you're going to go through. Looking at Joseph, I'm sure that he was not very excited. I mean, when you come to your brothers, you come to your family, anybody ever go to your family and say, uh, invite them to church or you you're, got them some good news and or anybody, you tell them the good news and you're all pumped up and you're talking about it and, and they're like, all right. Well, you're not really as enthused as I thought you would be. I mean, the Bible says that they hated him all the more. And then he begins to try to, oh, well, I know, I know y'all don't like that. I know y'all don't like that. I know you say you just, you hate me. But uh, let me explain. And when he tries to make it up and explain, and you've done that, you've talked to people and said, hold up, hold up, look, hold on. Now listen, I know you've heard some things about Covenant Church or Church on the Hill, but let me just tell you what, you know, God changed my life, and, and, and they hated him all the more, and they didn't want to maybe open their ears or open their eyes or open their heart, and, and you just say, well, just let me explain. And that's what he did. He said, let me explain, and the Bible says they hated him all the more. So if you'll turn with me to 37 and 19 in Genesis, here's, you know, this is how they were feeling towards him. They said, here comes that dreamer. They said to each other, come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of the cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. And they can put up verse 20 when they get that so you can see that. But they said, okay. I see, I see him. Okay, I see him. Here he comes, the dreamer, the one who says he's going to rule over us. I mean, the, the gall of our brother. He thinks he's so much better than us. 
He thinks he's so much more better than us. We're fixing to rock his world. I'm going to fix him up. And we're going to see. Let's, we're going to see what happens with these dreams that he is having. Well, let me just tell you this, Covenant Church. I am very, very thankful that this church is not in the, the realm of bad dreams. We are not in the realm of a bad dream. We are experiencing revival. This is a revival church. We have been revived and there is growth. The new building is almost complete. People are being saved. People are being baptized left and right and left and right and forward and back and however you want to say it. And people are, and I'm getting writer's cramps signing all these certificates and there's some growth and there's some things changing and things are going on. We are not in the tribulation. We're not pre-tribulation. We're not mid-tribulation. We are absolutely post-tribulation. This church is experiencing a revival that has been prayed for for a long time. And we are now there. So can, let's give a great hand to God for what He's doing. Everything that's going on, we can say this, Devil, we're still here. Devil, we still here. We are still here enemy devil we're not going anywhere we didn't go anywhere we didn't give up we didn't quit we didn't get tired when everything else was looking so bad we stayed excited we stayed on fire for god we stayed consistent successful people do continually what others do occasionally how many in here can say i have been consistent in my prayer i have been i wish i had i know i wish i had somebody in here you've been consistent with your prayer and if you've been consistent in your fasting, and you've been inconsistent, you've been con- not inconsistent, you've been consistent in your sacrifice. If you have been that person, I want you to just stand to your feet and let's give God some praise and say, God, I want to thank you right now that I have been consistent, and now you are being consistent with me. Come on, let's stand to our feet and let's praise God for just a second. Take a little praise break. It's called a praise break. We're going to say thank you, Jesus, that you have consistently been there for us. You have been there for us, God. You saved us in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. We have to be consistent. Yes, we're, many of you are not in the nightmare. You're experiencing the dream. You're experiencing the double portion. But we have to be in a state of praise and worship and lifting up and in love because we have to be ready and ever vigilant for the constant influx. Constant influx. Let me say that again. A constant influx. There is a greeters team. There is a group of men and women who sit out in a foyer and hand out welcomes. Welcomes. You know, when we started this, we got, you know, we, we try to do everything over the top if we can. And our welcome bags. How many of you in here today... Um, you can raise your hand and you say, I got one of the big fat welcome bags. And I'm talking about it was loaded down. We had Kleenex, water bottles, mints, all, uh, just all kind of stuff. You actually got a sack of goodies. Raise your hand if you were part of that. You're like, I got one of those. The rest of you, sorry. It's, it's now, it looks like a, a sack that hasn't been opened. It's just a little sleeve. And I think there's a free coffee in there. They're like... Pastor, we cannot keep we cannot keep this up. We the lady the ladies downstairs were making just bags and bags, and I remember them rolling them up here on carts and uh, just having them. 
And it's a little bit different. There is a constant influx. And some days, Nikki Lofton comes to me. She goes, we ran out. I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. God decided to bring a lot of people to church today. And uh, we ran out. We'll have more next week. And then sometimes I'll see her in the foyer, and she's like, church is over. People are leaving, and we're still having a battle with this tiny little foyer that's about the Does anybody have a living room that's bigger than that foyer? Just go ahead and raise your hand. Be proud. Yeah, Justin got a huge living room. He's like, man, my living room is bigger than your foyer. Praise God for the funds to be able to make all of this bigger and expand. And we're going to knock out walls and have more seating. And you won't have to be rubbing against somebody's elbow. Well, for a little while. Let me tell you. I am, we are so 122 miles an hour. And if you don't know what that means, ask somebody. We are, we are about to complete this building project. But I, let me tell you, God has impressed upon me strongly, strongly that we are to continue to build. Just know that this church has a building program. We have a building fund that gets heavily, I'm talking about heavily used. So if you want to make a contribution that you know is going to get used and you're like, I don't know. I mean, every, every church has got a building fund. I see them on the walls, the building fund, the building fund. Some of them do a little thermometer with a red line going up and the red line just kind of hovering and staying. Sometimes it drops down. Sometimes it goes up. But it's, I never, you know, this meter is moving, but I don't see the church moving. This meter is moving, but I don't see, it's going up, but I don't see no walls going up. I'm going to tell you what, this church is in the process of growing and building and the end of this month I've already scheduled it we are meeting with engineers in Longview and we're going to be talking to them about what can we do and what do we, the, the survey we need and elevations for 16 acres of land that God blessed us with over here and 2 acres of land that God blessed us with we have the vision and we're going to go ahead and cast that vision out we are not going to slow down we don't like to get on cruise control we don't like to feather the gas pedal I don't like to just Lay back. And my wife will tell you, that's how I literally drive in real life. I drive aggressive. I've gotten better in my older age, but still there are times when I drive aggressive. I have been known to just not act like a pastor when I'm driving. Now, I will tell you this. Let me tell you what really, and this, there is a message in this. When you attach a name, when you put something on you, you need that accountability. You need the name of Jesus just blazing across your chest, in your heart, in your soul, across your eyes, your ears, on you. You need it. This is the way I have this. Jason Ray bought me a license plate cover that just simply across the top says, Pastor. And I took it. And I tossed it in my floorboard. And it sat there and sat there and sat there. And finally I was like, Lord, I give. I mean, it was almost like a repentant moment, like at the altar. Like I'm, I'm sinning. And I'm like, Lord, I, Lord, forgive me of my sins. I'm finally going to give my heart to you. And Lord, I just, I give you everything, God. I just, I've been holding back. I hadn't been, I've never been baptized. And I need to give my heart to you, Lord. You are the Lord and Savior of my life. But really what it was was, Lord, I promise I'm never going to drive aggressive again. Lord, I give you all the aggressive driving and the faces I make. And I don't make faces at people I'm driving. 
I'm driving and my wife, I don't feel like I'm changing one thing. I feel like I'm completely fine. And she says, you're doing it. You're doing it right now. You're doing it. I'm like, what am I doing? She said, it's just, a, it's just something subtle in your face and in your grip. And it's just, and she don't even have to know what happened because she could have been in her phone or reading a book and she don't even know what happened. And then she just looks at me and goes, you're doing it. What happened? Where, where are they? Where are they? Okay, well, I've been following them for like the last 10 miles. And just so you'll know, they cut me off and this and that. And but let me tell you how, what changed that. I, I got pastor on my license plate. When you get Jesus and you really get him and you're like, you know what? I put it out there. I put it on my Instagram. I put it on my TikTok. I put it on my Facebook. I'm a follower of Jesus. Maybe you like to do like Julio and you put big old huge scriptures on the side of your truck. Kind of hard to live a life of sin when you got it all over you. Some of y'all need to get it all over you. You go to the party and, and, and everybody's like, well, I'm expecting them to get tore down drunk and have a great time this weekend. But I don't, just the other day they were like, I'm a Christian. What are you, when you get that all over you, it will cause you to act right, to do right. You don't need to live a life, a Christian life where you say, God, just make me to do right. Lord, just help me to do, Lord, you, you cause me. You open my mouth. You cause my feet to walk. You cause my hands not to pick up that drink. I'm going to pick up that drink. I'm going. I know I'm going to. I want it. I love it. I want some more of it. And I'm going to ask you, God, as I go to get that drink, you go and slap my hand away. No, he needs you to not do this. We, you can't live for God getting spankings all the time. So there is a constant influx and there's going to be a group of people that are coming in here and they're living their worst life. They're living, their, they're living the nightmare. They're not living the dream. They want, to hear, they want to be a part of the dream. They watch a reel. There's 4,000 views, whatever. Who cares? And they see this and they're like, ooh, revival. I want to be a part of that. People love to jump on and be a part of something big and something that's going on and some new life and some hope and some just some hope. And they come in here. We have got to be ready if you're living your best life, if you're living your dream, you need to love that person, bring them in because they need to be connected to a mentor. Yeah. And if you don't know it, here at Covenant Church, my wife and I do not mentor a lot of people. Here's what we're going to do. The last one that we assigned, the last couple that we assigned, we said, Derek and Andrea, will y'all please stand up? Just stand up. Yeah. Derek and Andrea, how long y'all been coming to church here? Oh, over, oh, a long time. Bless their hearts, a long time. Y'all can be seated. Over a year. Wow. Long time. Would you think that you would assign somebody that needs some marital help, a mentor that has been here that long? That's a, that's a long, it is a long time actually. But what I say is this. Immediately. Be a disciple. The disciples hung out with Jesus for about three years. But I'm going to tell you this. They were going with him and they were with him and they were teaching and they were learning all, right off the bat. Put the fishnet down. Start walking with him. 
You're teaching? I'm teaching. Oh, you need a break? Let me take a break. I'll take over. Here, let me get you. I got you, God. I got you. I got you. Here, oh, all right, so y'all, I don't know a whole lot about what's going on. All I know is this. I don't know a whole lot about what's going on, but I know that I, I, this has changed my life. And let me tell you about this. Disciples. Disciples. Mentors. Mentors. Let's go to 2 Kings chapter 2. When you go to 2 Kings chapter 2, they're going to go to verse 9. And they're going to scroll over to 10. And we're hearing about the story of Elijah. Elijah had just taken his cloak. He had taken the mantle. And he had just hit the waters of Jordan. And the waters parted. Oh, some of y'all learned something today. Oh, wow. I just thought that, that Moses had parted the water. I thought that was the only one. No, no. It's happened more than what you think. There's a message in that. Appreciate you had a great miracle in your life. Glad that God could put your marriage together. Well, guess what? If he's done it once, don't tell me he can't do it. I've seen him do it. He's done it before. He'll do it again. And this had just happened. And Elijah looks at Elisha and he says, he says, hey, what can I do for you, son? What can I do for you? What can I do for you before I'm taken away? And he says, well, uh, since, since you asked... <laughs> Um, how about you hook me up with a, a good old double portion? I mean, I love the boldness of this. And some of us need to get bold for what we come to God with. Lord, if you'll just help me to just make it. I just want to make it. I just want to just get by, God. If you'll help me just to get by. Poor, pitiful me. And some of you are getting exactly what you're asking for. I love the boldness in, in the fact that he said, how, how about this? Instead of giving me a portion, how about you give me a double scoop? How about you give me the double? I want the double whammy. I want the full meal deal. And if you read the story, you find out that Elijah was taken up into a, in a whirlwind, chariots of fire come down and flames and he's taken up into a whirlwind of fire how amazing is that and if you read the story you find out also that let's think about where Elisha had to be for this to happen he said you can have you he said you've, you've asked you've actually asked a hard thing that's actually a, a, a difficult thing but it will be granted to you if you see me when I'm taken away Basically what he was saying is, I need your hand on my hand. I need your hip on my hip. I, there's a song about that. I'm just thinking of it right now. I put my hand up on your hip. When you dip, I dip, we dip. You put your hand up on my hip. When you dip, I dip, we dip. And well, let's just get our mind in the right place. We dip in the water and we baptize them let's just take it all back to the right place he's basically saying to us in this message right here he's saying you need to be with somebody who is on fire you need to be on their hip you need to have your hand with their hand you don't have the strength that's okay get locked in with somebody who does your marriage is on the rocks Get with somebody like Derek and Andrea who are on fire for God. And yes, in a matter of a short time, somebody may hear this message or be in this sanctuary today and you say, man, a lot of 
of, I mean, I appreciate you really going out on a limb. I appreciate you putting trust and faith in somebody. But, I mean, Joe and Debbie Fletcher, now they've been married a long time. Joe, uh, let me just, don't, I won't put Joe on the spot. Debbie, how long y'all been married? Can you tell me? 53 years. Let's give honor and praise. Huh? Jerry and Diane Norton, 60 years. <laughs> and they need to go to Derek for some... Derek, if, the, if Jerry and Diane, Joe and Debbie have some problems, we're going to send them to y'all. Because y'all been going to church here for a year. Here's the thing. We're not going to say, oh, well, unless you've been married for 45, 50, 60 years, you're not qualified. Jesus don't call. He ain't calling the qualified. He qualifies the call. So yes, they're a young couple. Yes, they've been coming to church here for just barely over a year. But guess what? They're mentoring somebody. And when you mentor somebody, when you help somebody, it helps you. It does help you. You need to have somebody pouring into you. And at the same time that it's coming right here, you need to be just dishing it off right over here. Dishing it off. I'm getting this and I'm giving this. And the Lord will bless you. He will keep you. I promise you. He says, man, I want a double portion. I want that. And he says, you can have that, but you got to be right here. You need to witness me leaving. And the message I got when I read that is... You need to be tied to somebody, that mentor, that Elijah. If I'm Elisha and I want all of Elijah plus some, plus double, if I want that, I need to be up under his wing learning. Learning. On fire. Too many people want a double portion without going through double the trouble. Uh, Pastor, I, I mean, I want you, I'm, that family I see you got, everything's going good. Everything that I see with your family and Jerry, Don, and Diane, and J Joe, and Debbie, I mean, every, every, your life just seems so good. It seems like everything's in place, and you got your grandkids, and your great-grandkids, and your great-greats, and all, it's so great. And you got all that going on, and I want that. But you know, they don't see all of the times where you had to drop down on your knees in prayer. They don't see all the times that you had to say, Lord, I don't know how we're going to make it. Lord, you're going to have to help me to pay these bills. I don't know how I'm going to be able to make it. And I need something. I need God to move. I need God in my life. And they don't see all the seeking and seeking and fasting and praying. And they don't see all the trouble. But they just want the double without the trouble. Let me tell you something. If you're here today and you're new to this, you need to know that your dream is very attainable. First of all, let me say that it is very, very attainable. It is not impossible. It can happen quick. It can happen in less than a year. It can happen immediately. It can be started right now. But you got to know that God says, I may have to put you in some trouble. There is some pain that comes with a portion. Ask your neighbor today can you, can you and say this. Can God trust you with some trouble? Seriously, ask him. Can God trust you with trouble? So Jesus fed the multitude and he, and he feeds the multitude. And, and while he's, fed, he's feeding the multitude and those jokers are getting all fat and fed and they're just feeling good. You know how you feel after you get a big meal? Some of us are going to get a big meal today when we leave here. And it's just something about that food coma that happens and uh, I've heard it called the, the food baby. You ever heard it called the, the food baby? I've got my food baby. 
It's just growing and growing and growing, and you just get back in that recliner. And that's it. The, the multitude was fed. Can you imagine having a meal that was catered by Jesus? I mean, we talk, we want to downplay it like it was. I mean, they had some bread, they had some fish. I'm sure the bread was all crackly dry, and the fish probably was fishy. I mean, it's fish. I mean, how good could it have been, bread and fish? Bread, I'd probably th- oh, we're going to spice it up, have some water, squeeze a little lemon on it. Maybe they put some lemon and some seasoning on the fish. No, it was the best of the best. It was the best bread and fish you ever had in your life. You may not have seen the butter, but it tasted like butter. It may not have come from a chef, but it came from the greatest chef. The one who can make a chef. So he fed the multitude, but and he and you're like, well, he's taking care of them. He's taking oh, they're fat, they're fed, they're napping on the grass, everything's good. And and at the same time, he says, All right, disciples, I would command y'all, y'all just go over there and get in that boat and y'all just start across that water. And he knew when he did that that there's a storm out there. He had the Weather Channel app. He made the Weather Channel app. How many of y'all heard a little crack of thunder last night and you you immediately get on there and be like, what in the world? It thunder? In February? Thunder? I saw lightning last night. And then you, you, you get a story. You get a text. When we got a text today. We got a video sent uh, from Bryce today. From Tyler, and it's hell this big around, and he's like, heads up, it's on the way. We're on the app going, wow, wow, what in the world? It's coming. There it is. It hit, what are we going to do? Hit the future cast. Oh, uh, oh, it's going to hit us. It's going to hit us. Anybody get hell today? Anybody come to church with, with hell? Anybody got hell? In, no, no. We dropped the hell out there in the parking lot. We're going to bring Jesus in. Amen. So you look at that and you go, well, Jesus, why would you treat them so good? Why, what is so good about them? You fed them. They're fat. They're healthy. They're, they're napping. Everything's good. It's just calm, serene. And you're going to throw us in a boat and put us over here on the, on the, on the pathway to, to a hurricane. And we're in here rocking and shaking. And we're scared to death. What are you doing? Can you ever? Maybe you thought about this maybe. You say, well, maybe the, the multitude wasn't worthy of the trouble that he was going to put them. Maybe they weren't even worthy of the trial. You've got a storm you're going through, and you say, how am I going to make it? Psalms 23 and 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. There's that perfect little thunder right there. See, you know, it's really hard. You've got you to work hard. To, to You look at the future cast, and you're like, Time it, time it. Well, we normally sing two fast, one slow. She's got two baby dedications. And then that looks like the thunderstorms are going to hit about right around. Yeah, that's going to be about 11.15, 30 minutes in. For those of you who are watching online, it's thundering. And we have a thunderstorm going on, and we're talking about a storm. So that's good. You're going to remember it. So, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to fear. Jesus, you are with me. Amen? You see, the Savior, the miracle, the miraculous, the supernatural, 
came to the ones in the storm. The ones on the beach over here sunning and napping, they're not seeing all the miraculous. They're not having an encounter with the Savior. They're not seeing all the mighty, powerful things that the ones in the storm saw. So what you need to realize is if God has put you in some trouble, if He's put you in a situation, He's put you in a storm, and He has allowed it, He allowed Job to be tested. He allowed it. And so if that happens with you, that's you today. You need to say to yourself, I want to take that as a vote of confidence. Thank you, Lord, for the vote of confidence that you put on me. And you say, I will bless you with this storm. Oh, I count, I count all things good, right? It's hard. I know it's hard if you're in this situation. It wasn't to mess with Job. It was for God's glory. And it was also to shut the devil's mouth. So if you are in a trial, if you are in a storm, if you are in a nightmare, and you're, I, want to, I want to go to the dream, you want that dream, you got to go through the nightmare. And you got to get past it and through it. And if you want that, you've got to know that also God wants to make His point too, along with your blessing. He's ready to shut the devil's mouth. So when you are in a storm, when you're in a trial, when you're on tossing on the waves of life, so to speak, and that's happening to you, and God pulls you out of it, it's your testimony. That is where you can say, I made it, I, God pulled me through it, I'm on the other side, and I'm safe, and I'm sound, and now I have a testimony. Your trouble is a pathway to triumph. Your pain is a pathway to praise. Your mess is an avenue to the miraculous. And your nightmare is about to dawn into a new day. Somebody give him praise for what he's about to do. Come on. He's about to raise somebody up. He's about to have somebody dawn into a new day. You're going to have the miraculous. You're going to have the praise. And you're going to have the triumph. Don't waste the trial. Don't waste a trial. You've heard this said before. God never wastes a pain. And some of y'all are like, man, he had, there's been a lot he hadn't wasted on me. I mean, I've had so much pain and trial. I mean, man, God has got an arsenal of things that he can use for somebody else. Don't waste the trial. Will someone come to Jesus because of you? I think back to what Julia was talking about today in his testimony. How powerful was that? How powerful that is that when you've got a homeless drug addict who, if you go back today and watch the Facebook reel, how many of you, well, let's just do this. How many have not seen the Facebook reel? Raise your hand. Okay. You need to find a way to watch it. It's about 30 seconds long. And I want you to watch it and, and just, just take it all in. And Lexi did a great job putting it together. But then watch it a second or third time. And I want you to watch only the left side of the screen. And that's right where Julio is doing this. And the, from the very first one, DJ, where you at? DJ, stand up like you did when you got baptized. Come on, throw them arms. Yeah, all right. He puts DJ down in the water. DJ comes up in the name of Jesus. And, he, and Julio's got his hands on him. And he breaks free from chains. He breaks free from Julio. It's Wow, like this right here. He's got his back arched. The muscles are bulging. He looks so awesome. The water's glistening off of him. <laughs> He's got the name of Jesus just dripping and pouring all off of him. And let me just tell you what. He was absolutely changed in that water. He come up to me later on and said, Man, 
I love Jesus so much. I love you. I love Jesus. Changed my life. But I want you to watch the expression on Julio's face. Every single one of them, all tw- well, it's not all 24. Some of others are mixed in there. But all of the baptism, the smile is so huge on the streets. De- destitute, lost, without hope, in some water right now. And, and his, what he said, Hugh would say. Hugh would say to him, his father would say to him, after he would baptize on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night or whenever we did it, he would say, I'm so proud of you, son. Look what God is doing through you. Look what God is doing through you. And that nightmare that you were in, now you're living that dream. Now you're living that dream. There's somebody here today that has hopes of having a dream that the devil has squashed. He's put his hand on and he's knocked it down and he's knocked you back. But your dream absolutely is attainable. Don't waste this trial. The victim becomes the victor. The downtrodden becomes the determined. The walked on will then become the witness in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you're getting baptized, there's three people getting baptized that we know of. There might be others that decide to jump in the water. I want you to go ahead and make your way to the back. You can come around this door or this door over here. Either way leads back to this baptistry and we'll get ready for that. Praise God for some... People changing their lives. Things changing. All right. What's going on tonight? We know what's going on tonight. It's the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl. It's so super duper Wow. I mean, it's the Super Bowl. The thing that excites me about the Super Bowl, way, way more than Mahomes and all of that. And I mean, I don't want to watch it really anymore after my team loses out. <laughs> He's like, they, they, they just, this, the hurt just gets slung up here. Cowboys, 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 cowboys. It's okay. I can take it because I can dish it out. Matt, my brother, we lo- I love you. We, my brother, I always say my brother from another mother. Next year. Hey, con- continually better. A football team full of comeback stories. (laughs) All right. Tonight, let's get back. Let's get back. We're 36 minutes into this. There's going to be some big plays happen tonight. There will be some big plays. Don't you know that, you know, for the big plays to happen, it's a lot of times 95 yards can happen sometimes. Just boom, like that. You, you, You go to the... The tortilla chip and the guac, and you dip it, and you're like, oh, that was good. Oh, who brought, somebody made cheese. This is my, I, was, I forgot my point. My favorite part is the food. So then you move over to the, the cheese and the sausage, and you're like, oh, and then somebody brought a sweet, tangy meatballs? Wow. And in that short span of time where you go guac, cheese dip, meatball, what in the world? What just happened? They just got 95 yards and we are on my... Who let this happen? Who let this happen? And there's going to be some big plays. There's going to be some stuff that happens. It's going to be big plays. It's going to be big gains, big jumps. But let me tell you, none of that matters. The, the part that matters is the last five yards. The last five yards, the red zone. And the Cowboys, Matt... I hate it, but man, they're known for this, to get in the red zone and lose it. Next year. Continually better. Next year. 
I want to make a point with this today. And I want you to know that those last five yards, the last little bit, the last part going into where you're about to have your dream, God is about to move in your life, and you've been working, and you've been slaving, and you've made those big gains. And you're like, I came to church. I gave my life to the Lord. I got baptized. Everything's good and fine and dandy. And wow, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. And you got to go to work the next morning. And, and then you got to go face that person, and you got to go face that situation. And you're like, well, let's go back to church and have revival again. I want to, can, can we get, is there a limit on how many times I get baptized? I would like to get baptized every service because it's a lot of excitement, the drums and everything, and the music, and they put me on big screen. I like that. And I was broadcasting. It's like 4,000 people saw me. Get, how many of y'all got baptized? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Come on, be proud. There's 4,000 people that saw y'all get baptized. That's amazing. I just thought about that. You're popular. <laughs> God's popular. All glory to God. We will always say that here at this church. All glory to God. All glory to God that we got a man who was homeless and destitute. Baptizing. All glory to God for everyone that decided to say, I've, I've read it. I see it. I believe it. I want it. It's God that gets all the glory. It is not man. So that last little bit you're trying to get through, you're like, I, I've got to, I need this miracle. I need... This is the part. Show the first picture. This is what's going to happen tonight. We're going to see this. It will not be these two teams. But it's that goal line defense. It's that moment where everybody locks down. They're ready. They're here. They're like, we are going to make a stop. Have you heard the announcer say, when they say this, they're like, man, the Cowboys really need to make a stop here, Joe. And, uh, and Joe's like, yeah, they've been all day long. Yeah, they've been seeing that they hadn't been able to do this and blah, blah, this and that, and blah, blah. But basically the whole message is they need to make a stop here. They've got to have a stop here. They've got to have a stop. If they don't have a stop here, the game is over. And then the play happens. Next picture. This is the chaotic mess that can happen on a goal line play. Let me tell you what needs to happen when, you, when you're at your last point. You're like, I'm fixing to crest over. I'm fixing to jump over. I'm fixing to have my promise. I'm fixing to have my miracle. It's about to happen. Let me tell you who you get around you. You know what they do when they're going to have a, a play like this? They bring in the big dogs. They bring in the guys with no neck. They get in the guys that their neck starts right here at their earlobes and ends over here somewhere on their outside shoulders. They bring in the guys, and this is a great point when I started thinking about this, and I told my wife this this morning. They bring in the guys with no feelings. You're like, I need help. Guys, they're going to give me the ball. I weigh 180 pounds. I'm solid muscle. But he and he and he and he and all them collectively weigh about two tons and guys I really need your help because they don't know it but I'm fixing to get the ball and when I get that ball I'm going to tell you what I'm scared and I'm actually feeling sorry for myself because I could get hurt in this and the team that's around him says you know what we love you but we ain't really feeling sorry for you because this team's going somewhere and you're going with us. 
and we're going to push on you and we're going to clear away a little bit but it's going to take some effort from you and we're fixing to get on the back side of you and we are fixing to cram every bit of muscle and leg power and everything that we got in here we do have feelings but right now you need a victory and right now I'm going to tell you you need to quit crying you need to quit sucking your thumb and you need to get up here to an altar or you need to go make a new way to God and you need to get in your word and you need to read and you need to fast and quit saying God fix me God do this God do this he says I need you to do a little bit of work and we're going to join in here with you you got a team full of comeback stories you need this covenant team you need the team of God you need the kingdom of God but what you got to do is you can't go to the a huddle is a huddle because there's people when you say huddle up, if I'm by myself out on the, on the five-yard line and the, and the referee says, hey, here you go, there's the ball, uh, where's the rest of your guys? Uh, huddle up. All right, everybody here, huddle up. Uh, <clears throat> heads up. Yeah. You the only one out here? Your team over there on the sideline crying. Huddle up is when you've got a team with you. So today, I'm saying this. I'm saying to someone today, you need to call a huddle up. You need to have a goal line defense. You need to have a, a goal, excuse me, you need to have a goal line offense where you press through and you surround yourself with spiritual giants. Spiritual giants. The ones who say, I love you, but I also love you enough to just do this right here as you're running by me. Boom. Oh, get in there. Get in there. Come on, everybody stand with me. I'm about to close this up. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, get in there. Get in there. Make that score. You're not a failure because you failed. Keep going after your big dreams. Never, my last point in this sermon, never ever let someone's opinion be your reality. If we go back to Genesis and we think about the children of Israel, there were 10 wimpy guys. Look at someone say, 10 wimpy guys. 10 little old wussies. Come on. 10 wimpy guys that said, you know what? We're going to go ahead and call the play for the whole team. And we don't, our opinion is we can't make it. We can't make it. But thank God for two people. Thank God for a covenant church. Thank God for a kingdom of God here in Russ, Texas. Thank God for a group of people here in this place that if you are saying, I don't know if we could do it. The Giants are big. The offensive, man, the defensive line is amazing. Look at them. They weigh just a massive amount. They're mean. They're, they're really tough looking. None of them have shaved. They're growling. They stink. And I got to get through that mess. This is something that needs to happen for someone today. Somebody needs to latch on to this message. And you need to say, huddle up. I need you. I need Davey. I need Tommy. I need Brad. I need my family. I need Bryce. I need Jared. I need Lexi. Because in my mind already, it don't matter if I don't get it on this drive. Guess what? We're going to receive the blessing. It's going to come, the ball's going to come to me again. So some of y'all, you're like, well, I can't score the ball. I don't ever get the ball. Just hold up. Get back there. Drop back. Receive the blessing. Get your hands up. Here comes the, here comes the ball again. Here it comes. It's dropping in. 
moving, bobbing, weaving, zigzagging, and I got another chance to score. Because let me tell you what you need to take out of your out of your verbiage and your language right now. Punt. We don't punt. I don't care if it's fourth and ladies, it's called fourth and long. Fourth and a whole lot of yards. I don't care if it's fourth and one or fourth and twenty or fourth and thirty. We're going for it. We go for it. And we're going to do what the young generation says. We're going to send it. We're going to send it. Right now, somebody needs to start right now as they begin to play. We're going to start sending up some praise. Let's start to send up some praise. Because there's somebody in the house today that needs you to huddle up. They need that offense around them. It's called going on offense. And we got a shirt that somebody printed a long time ago, going on offense. It's time to go on offense. So if it's you and you're here today... I want to count to three, and on three, I want, if that's you today, I want you to move. I want you to move out of your seat, and I want you to come to an altar, and we as a church body are going to love love around you. One, two, three, if that is you, I want you to move right now. Come up close. Come up close.
profession of faith in the obedience to the word of God, I baptize in the name of Jesus Christ for forgiveness of your sins. In Jesus' name. situation, whether it be job or family or whatever, and you need us to help push you through, I want you to come right now in Jesus' name. We are going to get behind you. If you are facing something very, very tough and you feel like you need a church family right now that can get behind you and push you, whether it be to reach a lost family member or whether it be whatever it may be, I want you to come. Let me say this. There's something that happens in a, in a, a championship team. And it's just something that's almost unexplainable. And when you talk to championship teams, I, I'll go back to a time when we, we went to the Little League State Playoffs. And we lost the first two games, or the first game in regionals. And I said, we got to win every single game from here on out. And by some miracle, we beat everybody. And we got to state, and we were undefeated. And we were wearing the worst looking uniforms of everybody. Our literal letters were coming off the boys' uniforms. Instead of Astros, it was just like Tros or O's and we didn't even have our names on there anymore. But I'm telling you that to tell you this. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what everybody thinks. It doesn't matter what everybody's opinion is because we've already talked about that. There were 10 wimps that said, we can't do it. We can't do it. But there were two. There were two. When you bind yourself to the name of Jesus and you say, we can do it, we will do it, how? It's impossible because the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus. We don't lock ourselves into religion. We lock ourselves into Jesus. We don't lock ourselves into man. We lock ourselves into Jesus. It is the most powerful name given among men whereby we must be saved, whereby we must be baptized. There's a reason why we say we baptize you for the remission of your sins in the name of Jesus. So right now, I want you to lead them, and God is going to do it. He's on the move. I want the church family, if you feel strong in the Lord right now, and you can be one of those big spiritual football players that can push somebody through, I just want you to come behind them. you got a church family with you. We are going to push you through. 
We are going to push. Don't you quit. Don't you give up. We are going to get behind you. Come on, church family. All of my strong church family. Just That's it, Vernell. Just touch them. Come on, bring the music up, Lex. In the name of Jesus, when the church prays. They did it with Peter. When the church prays. When the church prays, you're going to do it, Minidiana. Just keep winning. 
They just keep winning. And it doesn't make sense. They got second string in. They got third string in. And they keep winning. I'm going to tell you what. Some of y'all are about to get on a roll like you've never seen in your life. You're going to be winning and winning and winning. Your finances are going to go up and up and up. Your job situation is going to get better. Your marriage is about to get better. Those kids you've been praying for for years are about to turn around and give their heart to God. You're about to see the blessings of God, but we got to be consistent. you got to keep showing up to practice. you got to keep showing up when it hurts. you got to keep coming on, coming on. I love you guys. God, God sees great, great victory in your future. As you're dismissed right now, just as you're going out the door, just start giving high fives like like a like a win. It's a win. It's like, oh yeah, we're not well we well we kicked the we kicked the devil in the teeth today. Well what a win. What a win. Yeah, that's a win. That's a win. Rack up another W. Put up 